Welcome to Maiden Voyage. Today we're talking to the ladies about using exclamation points and other forms of punctuations in your emails and other ways that women are judged in the workplace. Let's dive in. Maiden Voyage is a podcast recorded by the women of Impulse Creative. Audrey. Rachel. Jen. Danielle. Courtney. Jackie. We're CEOs, salespeople, project managers, writers, and marketers. We're also wives, rad moms, remote employees all over the country, in-house staff, empowered single ladies, and all-around ass-kickers. There's a lot of challenges we face, overcome, and share that make our voyage different than those of the men we work with. This is our journey. This week's episode is brought to you by Impulse Creative. All right, Voyagers, how it all began. So we have this really fun Slack channel called Girls Rule and Boys Drool. (laughs) And, you know, we banter back and forth. And one day, Audrey had shared this article with us entitled, Do You Need an Exclamation Point in That Email? Thank you, Refinery29, for always sharing amazing content. We love you. This email started a wildfire, though. Um, And we all read it, and we all had things to say, and we thought we need to bring this to our community because we had very different points of view, and we're offenders or non-offenders in very different ways. So, I read this email and I actually didn't love it and had a lot of nasty things to say, but I think the other ladies read this email and felt very differently and felt like they were the exclamation point offenders. Audrey, I know that you specifically were like, I do this all the time, right? Yes. I use at least three in an email and sometimes I go back and like tone it back. Right. But why? What made you tone it back? I feel like it's just society norms. I felt like I was more girly the more explanation points I used. But at the same time, my job is to get people excited. Um, Getting a new website is exciting. They're spending a lot of money. So I always add them in. But then at the same time, in the back of my head, I'm like, "Uh, delete. Maybe I should just keep two. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the article really talked about that. And so like the first part of the article was this woman had written an email and she used a lot of exclamation points. And apparently this is something she'd been working on in her career. And her boss, another woman, dialed it down. And then they sent it and a man responded and said, this was really aggressive. You came across really nasty. You need to change your tone of voice. Never have I ever felt people are aggressive with explanation points. If anything, it's like, oh, wow, they're really excited or they're really happy or they're really bubbly. But no exclamation point almost makes it feel like more aggression is what the article was noting. Yeah, periods to me are offensive. Like, if I'm mad, I'm using a period. Like, okay, period. Ooh, you're in trouble. (laughs) It's like, I feel like exclamation point is, like, the same thing as using LOL to, like, lighten the mood of a message. It's interesting because the article was saying, too, that they were using periods to soften the emails. So it's kind of ironic that we're saying right now, you know, it's the opposite. opposite. And I think it's that like also the anxiety that we're constantly second guessing everything we're putting in writing. So what really pissed me off, um, and I don't want to drop the first curse word in the podcast, but it might happen today because this really made me angry, is that they were saying that women should take an extra step and make a phone call or go talk to someone in person after sending the email because you really can't read emotions in writing excuse me? So I'm supposed to send an email and then call you to follow up on it? I don't have time for that in my day. I found that to be the most sexist opinion ever. And I think this article is written by a woman. And after I read that, I almost completely discredited everything she said because it made me so angry. You would never find a man strolling down the hallway to be like, hey, did you get that email? My exclamation point wasn't supposed to be aggressive. That would never happen. Sorry. You know what it kind of reminds me of? You know how like, um, it's a really like old fashioned sexist thing for men to tell you to smile. Mm. Yes. You look better with a smile. 
it's that. It's that in an email. Yes. Like, why aren't you smiling? Do you know what I think is aggressive, though? All caps. Yes, absolutely. So aggressive. That's yelling. Just wanted to make sure that was out there. Stop shouting. You know who you are, Slack. Stop (laughs) yelling at me. (laughs) So maybe, though, we all do something that I think we're either sensitive about. Maybe we should go around and share something that, like, you do that you're sensitive. Like, Audrey is apparently sensitive about her exclamation points. Courtney, what do you feel like, how do you offend in this kind of grammatical way? I mean, I guess I really don't read too far into it, but if there is one flaw that I can work on, it's saying the word, um, Mm. Uh, I do that just now, like all the time. And I try to like pause, but you know, that's something that I struggle with. And I feel like it makes me seem less intelligent or I don't know, less credible. Um, I would say like, if you put a smiley face in an email, even after an exclamation point, it's perceived as flirting or, you know, something like that. And it's not meant that way at all. Yeah, I agree. I think that like emojis have taken on this whole new standpoint in the way we communicate that different um, generations, you know, use and I think perceive it differently. And different yeah. platforms read out the emojis instead of actually putting the emoji in there. The guys this morning were actually like, Audrey, why do you always do the slightly smiley face? I was like, no, that's like a normal smiley face. That was like 1990s only smile face. That's a smile. <laughs> Just because it's not the emoji. big one with the teeth. Right. I'm I like, I'm sorry, I'm not showing you my teeth. I didn't even use the emoji. I used my keyboard. <laughs> like, it's a real smile. I'm sorry I didn't go through the extra effort. Like the caveman, you like caved it, you know, in the, you use like a stick and carved out the smiley face emoji on your keyboard. There's Audrey slightly smiling. First of all, I don't have a slight smile. I smile or I don't smile. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think it's just hard to have that um, differentiation between having the emojis and being a girl about it or something where you have too many emojis, then you're just. An I emoji feel like I really only or... use smiley faces if I'm communicating with other female clients. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like, it kind of depends on how they communicate with me. Like if they use a smiley face first, like they yeah. kind of the eyes and then, oh, okay, I can, I can throw that in there and like make the email appear more friendly. For Giffy's and Slack. Oh yeah. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Danielle? You're a word queen. <laughs> so, okay. Um, with, with the emojis and stuff, I tend to use those more when what I'm saying is unpleasant to like (laughs) give it a spoonful of sugar. Like when I'm like, I need you to do all of this immediately or I'm going to freak out. Um, like smiley faces. (laughs) Just try to see something kind of harsh. And then you're like, smiley. (laughs) If it's effective or just confusing. (laughs) But one thing I'm always conscious about and it's, a little it's not entirely off topic but as a woman I think I'm worse about it uh, is cussing too much I swear like a trucker and I feel like we have clients or like I've worked with people that are men that every other word is an f-bomb and nobody blinks an eye I think it's great you know they're very authentic um I wouldn't ask them to change a thing but I get self-conscious when, and I don't do it at work, but in like a personal setting or even with colleagues, you know, like if I'm swearing too much, I'm like, well, shit, uh, you know, <laughs> but um, I do get a little bit worried about it. Mm-hmm. 
same. That is something personally that I get worried about a lot because mm-hmm. I've honestly had to change my language because I do have a toddler at home and she did start repeating me, but <laughs> in social settings, when I'm not in front of a business, not even my business class, like you guys, I would curse in front of, mm-hmm. but uh, a, a customer or a prospect mm-hmm. or, you know, a client, I would never curse in front of. Um, but personally, I, even at like our Christmas party, I was like, am I cursing too much? Am I like offending some of our colleagues' wives? Cause like, I don't want them to think I'm like a dirty pirate, but like, <laughs> this is who I am. When- and Jackie calls it colorful language. Mm. Remington well, was like, Audrey, that was the first time I ever heard you cuss. And Danielle knows 100%. Like every other word I say is like a cuss word. And I'm like, oh, interesting. Well, going back to what Danielle said, it, for a woman to do it, it's unladylike or disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But for a man to do it, it doesn't, nobody cares. Yeah. It goes from like um, powerful and badass to um, trashy like that. Isn't that amazing? And it also depends on the words you're using, too. Yeah. Well, oh, I use all of them, too. All of them. <laughs> I don't use all of them. Um, I don't either. <laughs> some of them are just the most colorful and are occasionally needed. <laughs> don't act like that if you don't want to be called that. You know what I'm saying? But do you put an explanation point at the end of it? <laughs> um, no, she's in all caps. Full circle. Full circle. more aggressive. <laughs> He's in all caps. Oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. I feel like for me personally, I struggle with apologizing for things that I don't necessarily have to apologize for or finding a way to reword things with um, punctuation so that it seems more apologetic. Um, I don't know if that's just, if that's an issue with any of you ladies too, but um, if, it sometimes it's not even the fault of my own. If it's something that the client does, I will find myself saying like, sorry, exclamation point, And then like backspace, backspacing, because I don't really feel like it's something I need to apologize for. It wasn't something that I made the mistake or I pushed the deadline back on, but that's something that I personally struggle with um, in email or in instant messaging or anything like that. Yeah. I think that is a very big feminine trait though. Um, And I also think it depends on our job roles and like kind of the way we were raised. I think that, I think that's a real thing though, in very, lots of different aspects of our lives. Um, And I, Jen, I know you and I have talked about this offline before, but like Mm -hmm. I've traveled to like, not a lot of countries, but I have done a little bit of traveling and in like in the Middle East, they don't apologize when they bump into each other. Right. At least in my experience, like here you bump into someone, you're like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like I apologize for everything. I've literally bumped into a mannequin before and apologized. Like (laughs) (laughs) it's just, and I used to do it all the time. Like I've been in sales for 15 years and I apologize all the time for everything. And, um, you know, someone said to me once you don't apologize for, and professionally, like you don't apologize if you didn't do something wrong, you can apologize for the inconvenience, but saying, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry that this wasn't on time, or I'm sorry that this wasn't delivered the way you expected. It was something that I had to change because I was walking around carrying like all of this guilt, like apologizing for things like Jen, you were doing that. I just didn't even do. Um, and that gives you a whole like psyche level when you go into meetings that you're constantly like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like trying to like, 
poured off things you didn't even do. Um, and, and the article also addressed that, how it is like an inner confidence that you need to build up to then move forward and say, I am going to put seven exclamation points in my emails and I don't give an F about it. Right. (laughs) And so I think that maybe we could all share ways we're going to not care anymore because that is the first step. It's like, we have to point the thumb before we point the finger. It's my new thing. (laughs) So Jen, what are you going to do to not apologize? Uh, that's so hard for me. I think that um, Audrey made a good point earlier when she was talking about Courtney with the ums. Just Sometimes it's just a matter of taking a second to pause. Take a breath, take a moment to reflect on it. And especially when we're talking about things in email or instant messaging where we have the time and space to sit there and reflect. Um, I think that's what I've been doing more often is looking back on something that I've typed out and just screening it and saying, you know, was this my fault? Why am you no, know, I cannot be rude, but I could also fix the problem without apologizing. If that makes I sense. That. How about you, Danielle? I'm not gonna change a damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> Go girl. I love it. I'm just gonna try not to be self conscious about it. And that takes time. How about you, Rachel? I second that. I uh probably stop second guessing myself doubting it because yeah. truthfully on the other side they probably don't even care or even notice I think we're our worst uh critics at times yeah. right and we care about things that nobody else cares about I agree I think How about you, Court? I, I know you're I know you're working on your own we're just overthinking things like I mean someone wrote an article about an exclamation point and like I feel like people half the time especially like, it, I feel like it's a generation thing like people like I feel like the younger generation, like, we kind of think, we think way too far into things that a lot of people, like, probably wouldn't even phase them. So too I'm sensitive. Thinking, like, I, I don't care. <laughs> Just own I it. I feel like the, the country's becoming a little too sensitive. Right. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It's not a big deal to me. I think it's it's to get over it. Well, <laughs> it makes you wonder how much of social anxiety is just how complicated we've made communicating. Yeah. Are we afraid to talk to each other because it's so freaking hard? That's some real stuff right there. Right. I think for me, a lot of it came from, like, insecurity. Like, when I first started, um, I had never done project management before. And the more insecure I was with, like, myself in the role, the more I second-guessed everything I did. But now here I am, like, two years later, and I'm like, if I want to put an explanation point, I'm going to put an explanation point because I know I'm freaking good at my job. You know, like, so if you want to, like, judge my email then that's I don't really care anymore you know so I think a lot of it is like finding the confidence in yourself and and what you're doing totally and everyone has room to grow on that as well as you know like what what's that saying like what other people think of you is not your problem that for me is something I need to work on too because I've always been the person who I wanted everyone to like me and I wanted everyone to be so excited I'm in the room and you know I came to the realization that it doesn't matter not everyone is going to like you for your exclamation points or your hair twirling or your ums and your cursing. And that is what it is. But I think we need to remember that we're all really kick ass at what we do. Mm-hmm. And if you come from that place, then it doesn't matter what you're writing or how you're get, get putting it out there in the universe. 
And I think that really speaks to your authenticity and um, kind of a rule we we live by in marketing, which is you don't want to sell to everyone because when you do that, you're selling to no one. But when you really are yourself, whether it's swearing or umming or exclamation pointing, um, you're going to you're going to find your people, you know. So we're going to move into our next segment now. And we talked about in our last or in our first episode about the poop deck and the hot sauce packet. So if you missed it, I'm not going to re-explain it. Watch the first episode. Today, though, we're going to move into awarding our first hot sauce packet of the week. Okay, Rachel, why don't you lead us through our first hot sauce packet of the week award? So I believe that Peloton is doing a phenomenal job doing uh, their marketing and their stocking, really. Um, We somehow ended up with one. I don't know how that happened. (laughs) But yeah, so they, I've seen commercials all of a sudden. I've seen, I, you know, my husband Googled it. And now that's all we see in any of our social, any of our, you know, wherever we look, it seems to be there. So I feel like they deserve a hot sauce packet of the, of the week. Um, they are killing it. For sure. I totally agree. I Googled it one time because all my friends in the area have these amazing spin bikes in their basement and they're like raving about it. And I mm-hmm. told Brian, I was like, we really need one. And he's like, we have a spin bike. I'm like, but it's not a Peloton. <laughs> and so I Googled it because apparently there's an app, whatever. Um, and now I'm being stalked. It's everywhere. And I was like with my girlfriend who has one. And I don't know, we were looking at something on my phone and she was like, you really are stalked. It's Instagram, Facebook, like mm-hmm. when I Google it's Pinterest. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. their creepy crawler PPC craziness is doing awesome things. And I'm sure they're selling like wildfire. Yeah. And even and after they're, they're... buy one, they like the people they partner with, they're yeah. still making you buy things that, that you don't yeah. need. Yeah, the in-app user experience uh, seems to be incredible. Here's a question. When you're getting stalked by a company like that, um, is there a way to tell them you bought the thing? Like, stop, (laughs) I I bought it. I bought the thing. They should already know that. If you bought it online, they should have a record of that. Right. So I wonder if Remington is still getting stalked by Peloton. I don't think so. Um, I I think it's just like advertisements for accessories and stuff. So I I don't know for sure. I'd have to ask him, but um, even after you buy it, you just, it's, it's like a, a drip campaign of awesomeness because they have these classes. If you're not doing it, they contact you. They'll call you and tell you, you need to get back into it. (laughs) That's amazing. Wow. That's great customer experience. Well done, Peloton. You win the hot sauce packet of the week. <laughs> My band-aid. That's cool. <laughs> I broke a nail this morning. Okay. You want to redo that? Real life. That's some real you life. Don't redo that. Use that one. <laughs> Sadly, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Maiden Voyage. We'd like to thank you, our amazing listeners, because let's face it, lady life is hard. It's incredible how much we accomplish every single day, and we all deserve awards for just existing. If you're listening to the show and want several new best friends, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Subscribe, comment, share. Share us with your favorite lady friends. Join us on our voyage. If you're watching the show, like, what do I do here? Subscribe. Hit the bell. Is that what Remington says? (laughs) 
click the thing for instant notifications, speak your mind <laughs> in the comments, share us with your fellow Voyagers, and tune in next week when we dive into 9 to 5 fitness and living a healthy lifestyle. Until then, stay your course. And remember, this is your voyage. Make it amazing. Thank you.